Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Up. Two weeks ago, yeah, oh, it's okay. It's cool. I am not offended. We talked about forgiveness last week. I'm not offended. <laughs> Unoffendable. Unoffendable. Yeah, we've been, we've been talking about relationships, and it's been, uh, man, it's been almost a two-month-long series, right? We started, started the beginning of February, I think, was our first week, right? We've done, uh, we did, we start off with real talk. We talked about being single. We talked about dating. We've talked about marriage. We talked about forgiveness. We talked about sexual purity, right? That's what, that was the whole bear thing, in case people are wondering, right? Right? We've gone through, we've gone through a lot, right? And so we have one more again tonight in the series relationships. You guys okay with that? You okay with that? So many of you, though, are like, oh, we just keep talking about dating and marriage and that kind of relationship. And yeah, we have been a lot because, you know, this is a young adults group. It's not like you are all thinking about it all the time, right? And so, but tonight we specifically said, hey, another part of relationships is, is also friendships, community, family, Right? That's a huge part. We, we, we don't want to just learn about how to do dating relationships well. We want to learn to do all of our relationships well, right? With mom and dad or siblings or family, community, right? Relationships, it's the only thing you're taking to heaven. Right? Not literally, you're even getting a new body. Like, this is not going to heaven. Like, the only thing going to heaven with you is relationships, so you should probably invest in them, right? Because in like a billion years, you're still going to be like, what's up, Joel? <laughs> right? Like, right? And like, whatever I invest into here, it's following me over there, right? And relationships is a big, big deal, which is friends and community, right? And all that good stuff. So tonight, we are talking specifically about that. We're talking about community and friendships. And we don't, don't read who the featuring is, though. You don't know yet. We have two amazing <laughs> guest speakers tonight who are part of the Crux team. Uh, they're ones who they really carry this. They've done such a great job. What's up, Julio? What's up, bro? How you doing? Good to see you, man. Glad you're here, bro. All right. So we, these two have done such a great job at just community. I've seen both of them hit two different sides of community and really going after community, going after relationships, going after uh, knowing people and being known by people. And I've seen them both grow so much in this. That when I was thinking who, who could really do this, they were the first two I, I thought of and felt like the Lord was highlighting for this message. So I'm really, really excited. We are going to have Susan Taylor, give it up for her, and Patrick Holstrom right here. Okay, but first... Actually, both of you come up here. We're going to pray for both of you, and then Susan's going to kick it off for us tonight, okay? And she's going to lead the first part of the message, and then she's going to be passing it off to Patrick, all right? All right, can you guys, because we're community, because we're family, can we all together pray for them right now? Can we just stretch a hand out to them? And I want you guys to release just a fiery 30-second just prayer, blessing them, asking God to speak through them, right? All that stuff. So raise up a sound of just prayer and pray for these guys. Father, I thank you for them. I bless them. I ask, God, that our hearts would forever change in this message, God. God, I ask for an impartation to come out from them tonight, right into our hearts, Lord, and that we would grow deeper in friendships and community than ever before, God. God, and I boldly ask that you would convict us through their words tonight, God. Lord, that you would lead us to repentance even through them, God, because repentance is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance, that we would be refreshed. So, Lord, would you speak to us, inspire us, and encourage us through their words tonight. We bless them. 
come, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right. I believe Susan is taking an offer, so give it up for Susan. Is this one better? Which one do you prefer, David, for the recording? Do you like this one better? All right, that one. There you go. Look at that. We're getting tricky already. All right. So for those of you who don't know me, I am the Susan Taylor. I am not the Patrick Holstrom of this portion of the thing. No, obviously he just said that. But I'm super excited. I'm going to be real. I'm actually super nervous. And that's a, yeah, so I'm excited. Let's start with praying. And I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do in this time we have, okay? So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for every person that made it here tonight, and I thank you, Lord, that whatever it is that I speak, even if it's one sentence that you want to penetrate their mind and their heart with, that just brings more freedom and more self-love and just truth, I just say, use me, God, help me to speak just exactly what is on your heart tonight, Lord, even if it's different than what I've prepared. So I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so as we were talking about this, it's so cool because God has totally been bringing me through a season of really pressing into community. And so I was super honored that Pastor Taylor asked me to do this because um, for those of you who don't know, I've been going to this church since 2007. I'm a little older maybe than some of you, but we don't need to talk about that right now. But um, yeah, so like, but I've been a part of this church, but something that God has really been starting to kind of rebuke me about is how I was so afraid to let people into the places that weren't like beautified yet and he was just reminding me how with him which was my first point is Jesus being our best friend that he doesn't ever look at those places and see ugliness that he looks at those places and he's a he's a he's in the future already God is not bound by time he already sees the fullness of your potential the fullness of who you're called to be and so I just feel like with him starting to kind of go hey how come you don't talk about that when you get in groups? How come you don't like talking about this? How come this big area that you're so struggling with, you're so unwilling to tell people? And I'm like, God, they're going to judge me. They only like the me who can like pray for them and cuddle them when they're going through stuff. And God was just like, am I your best friend? And um, even tonight as I was preparing, I was just reminded like, I'm afraid to come up here, but I'm not standing here by myself. I'm standing here with my best friend. There's this Misty Edwards song, and um, she says in the lyrics, she says, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. I want to look right at you. I want to sing right to you. And I just feel like without the awareness that we're not walking through this life with a best friend named Jesus, there's moments where we are feeling like he's far away. We're not feeling like he's as close as our breath like we like to sing about in worship. And I was just convicted because... So many people knew my strengths, but without them knowing the areas that were still getting strengthened, I was actually a weak link in this body, (laughs) which sounds crazy. And like, I don't mean that in any self-hatred. I just mean there's things inside of you that you're afraid people are going to reject you, but your best friend is going to lead you to the right people who are going to help love you through some of those most scary parts inside of you that you're afraid to let people in. But it comes with having him as your best friend first. Because you start working out those scary places with him. You start going, Lord, I don't know why I think about this. And I don't know why I see myself this way. And for me, it was self-hatred, straight out. I, I literally would turn off the lights before I would look in a mirror because I thought I was just the most hideous thing that ever walked the earth. And uh, I can now, like, laugh at that because, like, just the way that the Lord has transformed me. But I had to do some, like, some working out with him, man. I had to go, like, Lord, like, I don't believe you. And it was, like... 
probably pretty offensive to Jesus, but he didn't ever make me feel like he was afraid of my brokenness. And I just think we miss it sometimes. Because he wants us to be that near, like a breath. If we're one, it says it's no longer I who live. It's no longer you. It's not just, oh, this is just the way I was born. This is the way my family was. You have a new best friend. And hallelujah, I got an earring that just fell off. But you have a new best friend. (laughs) And I just feel like he's just asking us to start to gauge whether or not we're really giving him that title that he deserves as a best friend. Because you can, in something I was like asking him, oh, Lord, like, how do I kind of like give a gauge for that? And he said, tell them to look at how they spend their time. Who do you talk about the most? Who do you think about the most? Who do you think thinks the best about you? When you think of God, do you see an angry judge? Or do you see that same friendly face that you could go, I could go to Joy and be like, Joy, people have rejected me for this. I've gone through that, this and this and this. I mean, even in the bathroom, she was talking to me. And I'm like, I'm so nervous, Joy, I can't even talk right now. But she loved me. Like before a year ago, Susan would have never said that because I was so afraid of man. Because Jesus is becoming more and more real as my best friend. Because if my best friend's opinion of me is that high and your opinion of me isn't that high and he is the way, the truth, and the life, I'm going to trust what the way, the truth, and the life says. And not in any arrogance, not in any arrogance, but if you're not aware of what your best friend says about you and if you're not coming from that anchor point in who you are, then you are going to fall for anything. And I feel like the next point that I want to lead up to is be a healthy friend to yourself. And I feel like this totally ties into friendship because if you don't understand your worth, you are going to accept friendships that are less than. You are going to spend your time with people and you are going to look back at a point later on and realize that that time could have been spent with your best friend and the people who he called to bring in close to community with you. Because there's certain people here who can hear certain things you've gone through and have an understanding and a relatability. And your best friend knows how to help you love yourself that much to where you're not going to subject yourself anymore to people who speak death over you. You're not going to subject yourself anymore to yourself speaking death. And what I mean is it talks about in the Bible your tongue having the power of life and death. We even see people who are into like weird stuff of like uh, just even occult stuff using the power of attraction and these different things because it's biblical. It's biblical. God set these things into motion. As a man thinks, so he is. So as you believe, I'm just never going to make it anywhere. I'm just never going to do that. You'll probably find yourself in a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're never going to do anything and you're never going to go anywhere because as a man thinks, so he is. This is a little different than what I had on my paper, but thank you, Jesus. (sighs) So to love yourself is to have a revelation of Christ's love for you. Otherwise, the picture is incomplete. You can't fully see you until you come from a place of his eyes. I once had somebody say it to me like this, and I really like it. They said, Susan... 
you really beat yourself up a lot. And I was kind of like, okay, where's this going? <laughs> and he said, I want to encourage you with something. He said, you don't have the right to look at yourself apart from the blood of Jesus. And I was like, what does that even mean? And I'm going to bring it like, just like real level. You can't look at what Jesus said and said that your mess ups cancel out that. When he said it's finished, that means it's finished for you. But it's agreement. There's an agreement that we come into where we say yes to what our best friend believes about us. And then we are good friends to ourselves. I don't know about you, but if I were to write down some of the ways that I think sometimes, I don't think that'd be a friend I'd choose if they talked to me the same way. And I just feel like God's calling us higher. Because if we're to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and we think we're less than, then how are we going to bring a broken world into their identity as sons and daughters of God if we're still afraid, if we're still feeling unseen? So I just feel like it was a simple truth, but it has profound ripple effects. And this quote that I really love says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And when your friend is God, no, your best friend is God, the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, man, somebody better get excited up in here with me. Like, okay, over here, let me go. When your best friend is Jesus, when he can do anything, when he made heaven, when he made everything in the ocean, and we still don't even know what's in the ocean. Shoot. Thank you. He is coming alongside of you. He is breaking you free of your mindsets that say that you're less than. He is the God of Jacob, Abraham, and Isaac. And he is going to change your family. He's going to change the way that you see life. Because when you see it through the blood of Jesus, everything changes. Everything changes. And man, woof, I'm getting excited. So yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm getting way too late. How so I just wanted to do, <laughs> dude, like, does that pump anybody else up? Like, to realize that there's an advocate, that you are not alone, that the Father sent a helper, a helper. <gasps> so many times I'm like, where does my help come from? And then I'm reminded, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. <sighs> so if your finances are looking like they need help, where's your help come from? If your relationships are falling apart and your family is just looking totally divided, eh, thank you, I was about to put the mic out. Where's your help come from? So uh, I'm getting real, real Escondido up here, but, uh, <laughs> but I just want you guys to know, like, you can do it. You can love God and you can be known by him intimately. And the way he knows you is like a best friend. And he's the friend that always picks up the phone. He's the one who's not tired of hearing the same story again. He's the one who understands why your heart keeps choosing things that aren't best for you. Because he sees deeper. He sees really. He really sees. So as we just come into agreement with who God says we are, that he's our best friend, that means we're his best friend, hello, 
Come on, there's another side to this too. Like, do you know that God delights in you? He actually likes you. Like, I'm pretty sure we don't believe that sometimes. Like, just to be real. I think, like, God, you have to love all humanity. Like, that's just your thing. You're, like, benevolent. Um, you know, all these things. But it's like, when did it become personal? Has it become personal? Because for me, it's becoming more and more personal, to be honest. That makes me almost want to say, and with that, you defend your family. And God is my family. You guys are my family. There was a time, like I mentioned in the beginning, that I really struggled with self-hatred. And I think that that's a pretty strong phrasing, but it really was that. I did not love what I saw because I didn't really see it right. And I went to this conference, and we're coming to a close with me, but I just want to do one thing with you guys. So thank you so much for your attention. This woman was standing up on stage, and she was talking about something similar to my own story. And fill yours in wherever yours is, whatever the thing is that you struggle with believing the best about you. And I just, she was up on stage and she literally started to repent. And she, and she was just saying like, God, like I changed my mind, which is repentance, about the way I see myself. That I'm going to see myself as your friend. And I'm going to be a good friend in myself too. And there takes steps to do that. And so if you guys are okay with it, I'm just going to be real that I still need to do this. But I just felt like if we could just put our hands on our heart. And I just want to pray a prayer over you guys. And then I'm going to ask you to say a prayer at the end. Is that okay? And what I'm going to pray is just that. I'll pray it. <laughs> I just pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened to see God the way that he truly is. And with that revelation, know the love of the Father as you see yourself in the mirror. In Jesus' name. And then I just want us to say, this is going to sound really weird, but just, just go with me. Self? Self? You know, let's stand up. Let's stand up. It feels better when you stand up. I don't know why I want to get up high now. So you go, hey, I'm surprised I got up there with these shoes. Hey. But, uh, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm really excited. Um, so, yeah, I just want us to put our hand on our heart, and I just want you to just be in tune with God. Just forget anybody else around you. And just say, self, I'm sorry for not believing in you. I'm sorry for speaking harshly to you. Even in my mind. I receive truth, and I break every lie that says I'm not good enough. And I thank you that you're my best friend. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was what I wanted to do. And honestly, thank you. Like, seriously, because I think that we're in the right place at the right time to just go further than we've ever gone. And I know that the man of God who's going to speak next is going to help give you some tools to implement those changes. So if you would welcome Patrick Holstrom to the stage. Susan, your earring. Oh, 
My ear, dude, it broke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So that was really awesome. Um, a lot of energy, and I don't know if I can like meet that energy, but I'm just gonna do me. So I'm gonna be more talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna be talking more about um, community and friendships, and then what this looks like to me, and um, how God kind of can form those that community. So you know, I'm gonna start by talking about this. Mic's really high. I can hear a feedback. Um, <laughs> But the, God designed us for friendship and community. He didn't design us to isolate. He didn't design us to be all by ourselves. And um, so I'm going to go back all the way to Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 20. And that's when God is, he's starting off by talking about how uh, he created the birds, the bees, uh, everything um, on earth, the, the skies, the seas, the everything. And then when he created Adam and he had Adam naming all the creatures on the earth, he looked at Adam and said, it's not good for him to be alone. He's missing something. So he created Eve so that he could have his community. Um, and I know that was like a marriage and stuff, but, you know, if you need friendship in marriage too. Because, like, if you're not friends with the person that you're dating, loving, marrying, whoever, like, there's, there's going to be some issues. So, um, so God created... Um, friendships and companionships. And so when we move forward into the New Testament, we see Jesus even needing his friendships. He had all the people he was discipling. He was starting to get big. Like he was starting to get this following. He had his, all these people that he was discipling. And in Mark chapter three, we can see him call out 12 from that big crowd. And he says, these are going to be my people, my friends, the ones that are, I'm going to call apostles. So I'm just going to read it out of the Passion Translation, because it says it best. I know, David, you love that. <laughs> Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountainside, and he called to himself the men he wanted to be his close companions. So they went up on the mountainside to join him. He appointed the 12 whom he named apostles, and this was the important one. He wanted them to continually be at his side as his friends so that he could send them out to preach and have authority to heal the sick and cast out the demons. That was verse 13, if I didn't mention that before. 14, 15, I think, in there too. But um, even within those 12 that he called out, there was his inner circle of really close friends. He had Peter, James, and John. And John was even closer than the other three. So, And you can tell that by um, John 13, verse 23. The disciple that Jesus dearly loved was at the right of him at the table and was leaning his head on Jesus. So it's like he had his 12 friends that were with him all the time, traveling with him and doing the ministry. But he even when he was going to do resurrections, when he was going to perform miracles, and when he just needed that time to talk, he had Peter, James, and John. So he had this really close circle. And when he really needed that one to lean on, he had uh, John. So where does that come into my story? And so for a really long time, I was in this kind of lost state where I was looking for friends and, you know, I had a very not godly community, and I was just lost, and I was, like, praying nonstop. I was like, God, I need a godly community, and then I found the crux, and I was just brought into this place where it's like, wow, this is, like, a solid foundation, and God, it's just so cool because um, I needed godly men, and that was hard to find at the time in the community that I was in. 
And so I just continually prayed and prayed. I was like, I needed this. I needed this foundation to grow my relationship with God in. I needed that relationship to um, grow my friendships in. And so my first point is going to be intentionally pray for the friendships that you desire. Like, this is not just like a one-time prayer, like, God, I need a godly friend. And um, thank you for that in advance. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen like that. It's something, if you're desiring it and you really want it, like, you have to be consistent and persistent and just keep it going. And so I have, like, my Crux community that I look forward to coming to every week. And, you know, I love everyone in this room. And it's, like, it's just been such a blessing to me to be in this Crux community and grow in it. But within this community, there's... Pr- I mean, probably close, probably more than 12, honestly. When we do a hangout, it's like, hey, let's invite our closest friends, and 40 people show up. (laughs) But um, but I'm going to focus on um, four really close friends that have come uh, in this time. And, um, yeah, so I'm just going to kind of go into it. I was really praying for godly men. I really needed godly men in my life. Um, so I'm going to read this next part because it was like I really prayed about like what I wanted to say and what I was specifically praying for at the time. So I was praying. I wanted to learn how to carry an incredibly soft heart and tender heart and know how to empathize with people and lift them into their calling. I wanted to know how to listen and be there for people. I wanted to know how to love on someone without having to say a word to be able to tell someone that they are so loved by their father with a simple hug because the presence that they have stewarded is so strong that it's tangible and lights up the room. And so that one was Ben Fogelstrom, if you guys know Ben. I really wanted that friendship because I just saw so much in him that I needed. Um, I wanted a wise man who knew how to encourage and speak from the heart. I wanted to learn how to have discernment and be a spiritual leader. I wanted to know how to be there for someone when I myself was walking through the deepest valley. I wanted to know how to love when the only love available to me was the love of God. And I wanted to know how to make time for those around me while still leaving time for myself. Um, And so I saw a friendship with Johnson Doan, if you guys know Johnson. Great mentor. Um, I wanted a friend who was passionate about worship, intercession, overall passionately in love with God. I wanted to know someone who knew what it was like to walk away from a pastime of drugs, alcohol, and partying. and And to be able to say, I conquered that giant and so can you. I wanted to know what it was like to never grow complacent with where my relationship with God is, and I wanted to hunger and thirst for God's presence the same way this guy did. I wanted someone I could talk to as a friend and learn from, but also had a great sense of humor, and so I pursued a friendship with Joel. Um, And the last one, I wanted to be friends with someone who truly leads by example, a man of true integrity. We see the same man in church and on stage, and we see in our private lives, we know that this man is willing to lay down his life for Jesus. He speaks powerfully and honestly, and the amount of love that's in him can only come from Jesus. He will go where God says to go without hesitation. He will walk up to people on the street and prophesy because it is more important to him that someone may know that God loves them than the fear of rejection. And so that was Taylor Jensen, and I grew my friendship there. And so overall, why I wanted to like say all this stuff was that this wasn't like a one-time prayer that I said, hey, I want like a godly man in my life. Like, this was consistent, like, almost every day saying, I need these qualities, I see these qualities, and all of these qualities combined encompass what it means to be filled with the love of God. Um, 
And so it took a lot of time and effort to grow these. I mean, it was years coming, but um, God finally aligned that. And so my second point is to be intentional and invitational to grow your new friendships. Um, I always kind of like to think, like, you got to date your friends. Um, You have to set up that time, like, hey, let's go get coffee, let's go get lunch, uh, let's go catch a movie together. Like, it's not weird, but you, like, set up dates, and you you date your friends. It's awesome. Um, And so I'm going to kind of, like, wrap it up, but I want to really talk about how to love and serve with a heart of a servant in your friendships. Um, And friendships are a gift, and they take relationship. Um, If your only intent from that relationship or from that friendship is to get everything from that person, your only intent is to get everything from them and not to pour out into those people. Like, those friendships aren't going anywhere, and they're not going to really want to stay your friend. If all you're doing is pouring from their cup and you're never, like, giving back, it's not going to happen. So love is one of the most talked about and powerful gifts in the Bible. And something that blew my mind is when I was looking this up, love in new translations of the Bible is mentioned about 600 times in the Bible. It's huge. And so something that has really struck my heart, I've been studying Song of Songs in the Passion Translation recently with Mike Bickle. And it's, um, he mentioned this and it just has been like wrecking me and I've been going back to it ever since. It's John 17, verse 26, New King James. (laughs) I love that David just loves all this. It makes me feel really good when David's like. (laughs) Um, And it says, and and this is Jesus speaking, by the way. It says, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love which, with which you love me may be in them and I in them. And so what he's saying is, God, the love that you have filled, that you love me with, I'm praying that that is the same love that you love them with. And so if we are filled with the same love that God loved us or loved Jesus, like that is unreal love like we can totally just rest in that and be totally confirmed in that and affirm like Susan was talking about if our best friend is Jesus and like there there's so much feeling that can come from that relationship and then so we can take that and now we can pour out into our friends um and so point number three is love serve and be there for your friends and so, 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we love because he first loved us. That was kind of just in addition to that last part. I accidentally skipped over it, but it's cool. Uh, this is my first time, so thanks for being patient. Um, it's, it's so cool because, because he loved us, we can love. And we can give selflessly. We can give uh, just so freely into these friendships and relationships um, and back into our community. And I'm like, I'm personally a person that will like drop everything. If a friend reaches out to me and says, hey, my car broke down on the side of the road, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, I'm cooking some eggs, but you know, it's cool just to turn off the heat and pack up and come help you. But um, it's like, there's seasons though where that might not be an option. Maybe it's a season where you're going through something really heavy and you really need to lean into that community that you built. Um, we really need to rely on that community. And so that's why it's so important to be prayerful and so intentional in those moments where we have that 
uh, potential to pour into our friends because there are going to be times where we need to rely on our friends to be able to help us up. If we help them hold them up, then they're going to be able to uh, hopefully be able to help us out. Um, but there's also one last thing that I kind of want to mention. Uh, we need to be really mindful and prayerful of who our friends are and where we're at because there can come times where that friendship can kind of become toxic. And so when it's really starting to bring you down too, there might be a time where you need to cut them out. Back at the top where I was talking in Mark um, and he was choosing his disciples, he, it literally says, and Judas who betrayed him. Like he had his 12 friends. And within those 12 friends, it, it literally says one of them betrayed him. So like, I'm not saying one of your friends is gonna like turn and like, you know, give you up. But, um, like the, but if we only choose that one friend that, and we're like, I'm good, I got one, like, I don't need anybody else. If something happens there, now you're alone. And we never want that to happen. That's why we work really hard in this community to grow everybody together and connect people because when we're disconnected from community, that's when the enemy can really come in and find us isolated and come and attack us. Um, but when we're really built up in community, we can bounce things off of them. We can really bring things that are tearing us down uh, to the light and say, hey man, like I know this isn't true, but I need to hear this from you. Um, and once it's heard, once it's brought out, that, that lie can be broken off really fast. So. Um, I mean, this crux, it's a, it's a safe community. Um, I really encourage anybody who's looking for friendships to practice here, you know, find the people, press into them, uh, invite, if you're looking for friends, invite people out, um, for lunch, for coffee, like say, hey, do you want to go to Denny's after crux? Is that cool? That used to be a huge thing, by the way. Um, but that's a sidebar. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, that pretty much brings me to the end. So I'm just going to invite Susan back up. We're just going to pray over and then just move to the next part of the night. So. Thank you. We'll so. give it up for these guys. Thank you, guys. So good. So good. All right. Hey, yeah, if you, we're going to go into some small groups until, until 9 o'clock. Um, but can you guys just pray kind of both of you, Wake our relationship with Jesus first as our best friend in the community. Right? Yeah, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that's good community right there, yeah. right? That's All huge, right. right? And then can you just pray that then we then go out and build that community with each other? Yeah, if you can just pray. Yeah. And so, yeah, impart that on us. Go for it. Yeah, so like, sorry, I literally feel like I yeah, blanked you out. You said for me to just pray for like community. Just, you're messing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we don't do this all the time. We're growing. You go, We're then growing. I go. So, so, yeah, God, we just thank you so much that, that you place the lonely in families. We thank you, God, that you just bring us uh, to a place where we're not afraid to commit to friendship, God. And I thank you, Lord, that it starts with us committing to you because you've already committed to us. Just like he said, that scripture we love because you first loved us, God. So would you just reveal in a greater depth the love of the Father to each and every one of your sons and daughters that are under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name. Yeah, God, and I just pray for opportunity to come. If we're, if anybody in here is just pressing into community and really is desiring that community, God, I just pray that you uh, put place that into their lives. And so, God, I just pray for friendships to blossom. And how perfect is it that tomorrow's Third Friday hangout, God? Yeah. How perfect is it that we can have this opportunity? 
to come out into community that is completely filled with God and just has you written all over it. So God, I just pray that you come into all of our hearts. We, you just break off the lie that we're better alone and that, yeah. uh, God, I just pray that you just fill us with your love and uh, that your love is so powerful that we're able to just pour it out into everyone around us, God. So Lord, I just thank you for that time. I just thank you for uh, guiding Susan and I uh, to this, to this uh, night and we were able to bring your word, God, through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsandmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.